and that's what you missed on Femme FM. Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back to Femme FM. Happy Femme FM Friday. Because it will Friday. be a Friday when you're listening to this. It is a Tuesday right now. Happy Tuesday. Big heat wave vibes. Mm, it's 7.58pm and it may as well be 1pm. Like, what's the temperature right now? It's 25 so degrees. Weird. Like, suddenly the sun is still out at 9pm. And like I said, I loved it. I was having the best time. I'm like a plant. I love the sun, but now I hate it. After passing out from heat exhaustion at King Cruel in a fit of theatrical passion. Did you go like... Did you Just hit the floor. No, I was like, did you like the back of hand to forehead? I should have, because actually maybe I should have let someone catch me because if my like future partner is anywhere it's, it's a, a, a small cool exclusive king cruel gig yeah for anyone who like doesn't know this which is probably no one that i know because i tell everyone this i have really like a genuine curse when it comes to king cruel because like he's your favorite artist ever favorite artist but like something in the universe will not let me see this man live and get away with it like the first few times i had tickets to see him got cancelled because of covid tickets again cancelled because of covid tickets again cancelled because of personal issues tickets again got rescheduled the gig was actually happening train strikes happened i got a coach i go to the coach station i run up to the coach and i have to watch it just drive away i run to the other coach station in town i find the coach it's there it hasn't left and i'm like please let me get on the coach. There's seats on the coach. And they were like, sorry, love, if you don't have a ticket. I was like, I'll buy a ticket. They were like, there's not time for you to buy a ticket. The coach leaves. I miss King Cruel again. Finally saw him once, and I thought the curse was broken. Yeah, and it all went normally, didn't it? There were no issues. Then this week, try to go see him. My shoe breaks on the way there. Have to super glue it back together. My foot gets stuck in my shoe. Get there, see four songs, pass out from heat exhaustion. And that's why you don't stand... St- 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 that's why you don't stand male artists and that's the whole point of the show right so should we get right into it let's get right into it we do a little themed song at the beginning of every episode um and this episode we've decided to go for covers we did back in our studio radio days um we did a whole episode um, dedicated to our favourite covers. So we thought we'd like bring that theme back and pick some more. I actually, spoiler, I did pick one that I did put in that episode, but hey, there's so many more of you guys now. I mean, I'm starting off with an artist I've played on the podcast and on our original student radio show. So the cover I'm starting us off with is one of my favourite covers ever. That's Maybe so my favourite ever cover. It's so good. It's one Maybe, of my, the original is one of my favourite songs of all time. Yeah, the original is already so good, but this is just like... My favourite kind of covers are covers that come in a genre you just wouldn't expect. Because, you know, I'm a DJ. I love a silly remix. This... This cover. The first time I heard it, it was live and it was a surprise because it was unreleased and it changed my life. The artists who did this cover, you will know them because I've played them on the podcast before and I played them on the show before. They are called Grove. They are a Bristol-based, experimental, electronic, dancehall musician. They describe their music as big pussy music and that's that's all you need to know. Um, they're just incredible. Their debut album, Queer and Black, came out in 2022. I would definitely recommend it. And I first heard this cover 
when I saw them in 2022 because they played at the festival I worked for last year. Shout out Supersonic. I was already so excited to see them. I was already having the best time in the crowd. And then they say, I'm gonna play a cover for you guys now. This is like a dark electro musician. And what do they cover? But Sound of the Underground by Girls Aloud. I fucking love Genius. Girls Aloud. Genius. I love Girls Aloud. Grew because up the, with Girls the Aloud. song is already so good. That was it's like, a 2003. It was their debut. Mm. No one, I believe this, that is the greatest debut single maybe mm. of all time. Because the song time. is so good. Goes so hard for no good damn reason. Like the song already is just so perfect. But when you're not expecting it live and someone busts out an electro version of it, I've never skanked harder in my life, <laughs> apart from when I saw it a second time and I was prepared for yeah. it. Like, it actually makes so much sense with the context of the song when you think about it, because it is about like underground music culture. So it's already very rooted in genres like electro. Yeah. And it just, oh, it's just so smart, because obviously it's very much bassier than the original, which makes like lyrics like baseline jumps in the backstreet light go so much oh, harder. harder. I'm gonna stop the suspense and let you guys just hear it because oh, it man. is like life changing. Such a good start. Enjoy Sound of the Underground, a 2022 single by Grove.
What, what a, a banger! banger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, such a good song. I'm gonna um, kill the vibe. That's a lie. I'm not gonna kill the vibe. What's your cover, Kat? Um, I picked this um, from the student radio run. Um, but it is mm. literally one of my favourite so songs good. of all time and like maybe even a better version of it. I've chosen uh, Leanne Havis' cover of Weird Fishes by Radiohead. Um, the original song is one of my favourite songs of all time, uh, one of my favourite albums song. of all time. Um, but uh, Leanne Havis has been covering this song um, since she first like started out in 2012. Um, and has been covered it like she's covered it sporadically on like most of her tours um but she only recorded it um in 2019 after her glastonbury performance oh i don't know um that. and she put it on her 2020 self-titled album um a little bit about the anna havas she started out her career as a backing vocalist for paloma faith i don't know um, that. but before that she was like scouted by her manager through myspace which is just so fun oh I wish that could happen to us. I always want to post a video on MySpace of me with a little guitar singing Wonderwall and then become famous. It's basically Dodie. Dodie core. Dodie core, for real. Um, but yeah, this is one of her favourite songs ever, she said, and it inspired the rest of the album. Um, she said um, that it inspired her to like do the album like live and in studio and in London. Um, she said about the song that like the lyrics suggest finding a way out using the imagery of the bottom of the sea and the unusual mm. creatures that you find Such there. And she said that for me, the deep means the unknown. When you get out of something so familiar, it can be scary. But it also says, I hit the bottom and escape. Um, if you've heard the yeah, it's great. If you've heard the original song, it's like got these really intricate like guitar skittery <laughs> bits all layered over each other. But she turns it into this like smooth, soulful mm. like powerhouse vocal performance. Um, Such an interesting Arguably cover. better than the original. It's like, makes you levitate, makes you float. It's transcending. The original wins in my books just because oh, I just love that I song. I really love that song. This is like I'm saying, it's a close call, but this is like an extremely good cover mm. of an extremely good song and it just works so well in her style of music as well. So yeah, from her 2020 album, this is Leanne Havis' cover of Radiohead's Weird Fishes.
such a beautiful song Kat just made a really good comparison between the tracks I think I was saying that like in the like original Radiohead version it's more like focus on the intricate musicality of it like there's a lot going on musically whereas I think this version makes you like sit and focus on the lyrics which I think is some of like Radiohead's best lyrics Mm. and it went stripping it down and having it in this kind of style of just like a powerhouse voice and like not much instrumentation going on for most of the time and a lot more subtle instrumentation it makes you focus a lot more on the lyrics and I think it makes that a bit more powerful you know I think you should go and listen to both if you're listening to this because what if I say is where you're at on a podcast but it is interesting because like you don't listen to the lyrics first with the Radiohead version because it's so layered yeah instrumentally and this one you're like wow the lyrics damn the way she sings them, her voice. 
Wow. Wow. She's so good. She's so beautiful. Her tiny desk. I said this on the student radio show. <laughs> her tiny desk is one of my And her table favorites. is so small. <laughs> her tiny desk concert is one of my absolute favourites ever. The I've not seen her. The version of Unstoppable uh, that she was on there is... Chef's kiss. Wee wee. And I'm um, sorry to lower the mood, guys, but I'm going to have to welcome everyone to AA. My name's Sadie, and I'm a Slayerholic. Hi, Sadie. Um, AA. Agonizing aunties! We're about to give you some this advice. You've got a pretty interesting question this week. I'm glad that somebody submitted this, because I feel like there's a lot to be said, especially mm. at our age. By the way, guys, we've really appreciated everyone that sent in questions, because, you know, it's even when it's anonymous, it's hard to get vulnerable like that and submit your problems and let other people talk about them. Especially us. We give awful advice. Yeah. Really it's hard bad. to submit your problems and just know that we're going to make them worse. Yeah, but like genuinely, don't. to everyone that's like written in, we really appreciate that you like trust our input on these things. Yeah, and if you would like to send in an anonymous question yourself, the link is in the bio of atfem.fm on Instagram. We love hearing from you guys, even when we don't know who you are. So if you've got anything to say, just say it to our face. Yeah, <laughs> real. Okay, um, this week's question is Dear Permafem, I'm scared of being alone. I always want the community around me, but everyone is everywhere. Do you feel that? How do you build a community? Love you. Thank you. We love you too, whoever said that. That was a great question. I Wait, also think it's Can very I see the question? I, I, I need text do to you process things. to me? I do. I have Dear FMFM, my podcast co-host doesn't listen to a single word I say. Dear FMFM, my podcast co-host is ableist. (laughs) Crossing me out live. It's also very ironic for me to be like, I can't process sounds on their own. I should do a podcast. (laughs) I'm scared of being alone. I always want a community around me, but everyone is everywhere. Do you feel that? Yes, period. God, I really do. Especially at, like, me and Sadie, like, finished uni just under a year ago. Mm. And it's the kind of terrifying feeling in your, like, early blossoming 20s of, like, the people that I've gone to school with, gone to uni with, gone to work with, built this community around, they're all fucking off. Mm. Like, what am I meant to do? Who's going to leave me here? How am I meant to keep in touch? Like, who uses Zoom anymore? That's so 2020. Um, Where are you going and why don't you love me anymore? It's so scary. We're lucky because we've both got, like, really great communities around us here. But we are at an age where it's like, but that's very fragile because we probably won't all stay in this city forever. And no. then what? I mean, Kat doesn't know it, but she's coming with me wherever you're next. <laughs> I'm going in your back pocket. It's scary when you're, like, out of... Because you're not just fresh out of the house and living around uni people anymore. Like, we, I've got a life here. Yeah, like, we... My own life. ...are here because we want to be here. And, you know, you meet people through random places. We met at work. Yeah, we should have met, like, 50 other places. Oh, my God. Irrelevant. We met in another life. <laughs> yeah, for real. But it is, like... Sometimes I look at my life and I feel like I'm in an episode of Friends because it hasn't been my day, my week, my month, or even my year. And good, that was good. That was good. Pause for last So track. true as well. <laughs> Edit it in. It is weird though because sometimes I I think I said this to you recently. I I was 
I used to be so good at doing things alone because when I was younger I was always quite weird and I didn't have like anywhere near as many amazing pals and people that like understand me and like me as I do now and I was so confident in doing stuff on my own because I, that, I just learned to grow like that and I would go anywhere on my own and now it's weird because I feel so lucky to be surrounded by such a great community but that it means that in my moments of like solitude I actually find it really difficult I've recently just been finding it difficult to like go to events on my own that I wouldn't have blinked twice about going to on my own even just a few years ago now I'm like oh but it's weird to go alone what if I bump into someone I don't want to see what if I get bored and I actually in a way like I'm like how do I function without my community yeah it's the kind of courage to be able to admit that it kind of sucks being alone like having your independence and having your own life individually is super super important like can't stress that enough but I genuinely believe that like the core of like human existence is surrounded by community is Mm. based in the community and without community the human existence is sad I think it was what makes us do you know what I mean yeah 100% I mean like you've listened to Femme FM we we're sisters and we crave human connection with everyone it's like it's all I want it's just no, human I meant connection. us oh yeah yeah, 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 what, yeah you want other friends now as well <laughs> wow <laughs> no that's, that's exactly my point like having those people around you makes life so much better so when you feel in that situation where like everyone's going everywhere mm. how do you hold on to that it's so scary because it is like our support systems are everything to us it's really really hard to see your friends everyone mm. is so busy especially at this age everyone's off doing their own thing so like it's the question of how do you keep the ones you love around you it's also hard when you feel like you've not met your people yet because i think i met a lot of my people quite late into like uni and oh, stuff God, yeah, me too i met my people like two years ago if that and it's the same thing as telling yourself that the one is on the way but it's like the people are on the way but then yeah how do you hold on to them i mean i just got a call from one of my best mates literally just before we started recording yeah and i couldn't like actually take the call properly but it's just stuff like calling your friend because you're thinking of them when you're out and setting a date to reschedule because that is the thing people think that like ah if i called my friend out of the blue they're gonna think that's so weird of me but like think about it how would you feel if your pal called you out the blue um, just because they wanted to. Like, it's a nice feeling, and the other person on the end of the phone call won't feel like you're ambushing them or feel like you're dropping in when you're not wanted. Like, it's a pleasant thing to do. Call your friends. And I think, especially in, like, not to sound like an old fogey, but in the age of social media, mm. like, it's really easy. To, like, it's texting someone isn't, I don't think, the same. Um, like, use use your phone to call people like pick up the phone and call them even the way that i maintain most of my adult friendships to be fair is by sending them tiktoks and that's a valid form of communication in i this think day so age. i think so too big shout out to my friend ella because she actually interviewed us and we got interviewed for the podcast just before we started filming and it was thrilling so even though we famous. will be anonymized in her master's research but she said, like, oh, when I listen and you say my friend, I'm always like, oh, my God, are you going to say it's about me? Yeah. But, hey, that's another thing. Like, Ella called me the other week and she was like, hey, when are you free to call? 
And it's when someone asks you that, then you think about when am I free to cool? Make so it's time. just asking your friends sometimes, like, hey, do you have the time to catch up right now? Yeah, make time in your life for people. Like, it's so in this like girl boss power slay capitalism era that we live in it's so easy to be influenced by these people saying like work hard on yourself like make no room for others take no mercy take no prisoners but like make time but it's also for hard for those who love you and I acknowledge that like you know this about me I have an alarm going off like once every six hours it's like reply to messages because I get really overwhelmed with those things because I have I have ADHD and I find it really hard to keep track of who's contacting me in any given way. And it makes me feel like an awful friend sometimes because I know how many messages I've left unanswered. So I guess it's also thinking about what works for different friendships in your life because I appreciate nothing more than when someone messages me like, I know you forgot that I just messaged you, how are you? It means the world to me that someone took a second to be like, okay. What does this friend need from yeah, me for us like to keep Yeah, like, we have our friends who we text all the time, we have our friends who we voice all the time, we have our friends who we know don't reply to text, but as soon as we call them, they're so happy to talk. Like, it's learning your friends' communication styles and, like, mm-hmm. catering to them and letting them understand yours so they mm-hmm. can cater to you as well. It's also, I guess, early on when you decide to commit to a friendship with someone, a relationship in any sense, you have to ask yourself what you can and can't put up with. Because it's like, you know, some people are always going to be late. Some people are always going to be blunt. Like, if you want to build community and keep people in your life, you have to realise, like, there are some things that you don't want in your life, and that's fine. But there are some things that you can learn to tolerate, and that's also fine. And I guess it's just having lots of different little grooves in your life for lots of little different shapes to fit in. You need to have patience, and you need to have also persistence in order to, like forced your friends to stay in your life but one thing that i wanted to touch on i feel like i have all my friends but i feel like i don't have that sense of one community like i don't have a club or like a thing where everyone's into the same thing and i kind of miss that like i miss mm. oh no when i was a kid when i used to go to orchestra i felt a sense of community there but thinking about that like it was my birthday last week and I was worried that like having all my individual friendships like all come together would be terrifying and it's kind of a sense of like oh wait this is my community like this is my where community was my I've... invite <laughs> you were there bitch. you're like the first to arrive <laughs> it was like I feel like in the sense of like looking at community in like a small village sense mm. of like small isolated bubbles of community i feel like we need to talk about intersectional community like Mm. we have our communities in different ways like i have my work community i have like my uni community but then my community is like the intersection of all those things when they're all brought together that is the community that i've created and especially in a digital age and an age where everyone's living in different cities the way we have our community is way more disjointed than like the traditional sense is if that makes sense that makes sense it does make sense although i'm gonna say something slightly different because when i think about the question being like how do you build community when i think of communities that i feel i've got in birmingham a lot of them are like arts based and i would say because i do a lot of like arts freelancey stuff and i guess that leads me on to like the idea of one way to build community is not 
it's sometimes through work like work is definitely a factor in it but I guess through shared passion and arts and culture like I think I felt like my life in Birmingham was a lot smaller before I went out and discovered like creative jobs I wanted to do and creative events I wanted to go to and anyone who does any kind of arts in Birmingham will tell you it's literally the same 15 people in different iterations at every single event so I, w- I guess I would say that one way that I found you can build specific communities is by actually just going to stuff that is related to stuff you care about. Yeah, that's why I feel like I'm missing. Like, I feel like I don't have, like, an mm. arts community or a music community. And I think I do need to, like, take more courage in going out to things that I'm specifically interested in to meet like-minded people. It's so scary, though. But then it's the loop of, like, it's hard to make yourself go to stuff alone. To build said community. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's a really awful loop. And that's why I spoke about work because I think my way into that was through meeting people through having done freelance bits and bobs but then I don't want to advocate for build community through labour no that's way. a shit way to build community no way the only community through labour we should be building is when you grow your own food in community gardens yeah stick it to the man yeah, yeah. yeah. that's how we met as well it is how we met like honestly genuinely i've given this advice before i've given it to both my brothers it's not good advice but it will work if you want to make some friends in a pinch get a hospitality job real nothing else does the trick like it Real, because you're all forced into like outrageous work conditions and trauma bonding I, know, I think even in the sense of like yes we should be encouraging community through labor but say if you like have a job and you feel like you missed that sense of community like I feel like the people make the place and if you get to know your co-workers even if they seem boring or like weird or whatever like everyone is human and everyone has nice mm. things about them I don't know get to know the people you wouldn't normally if, if you're surrounded by people like often and you're not really getting to know them like ask them how their weekend was I don't know that's really shitty advice and quite basic but I feel like it could it's the principle. There's always something to learn about anyone. Yeah. I like to ask people, if you were a newspaper, what would the like front page of your newspaper look like? Like, what would be the like big breaking news? And what would be the picture? And what would be like, turn to page three for more information on? I'm not very good at small talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you have less many friends. <laughs> <laughs> Trauma TL- bonding. TLDR. Wait, wait, before we do TLDR, okay. can we just do a one word answer brainstorm where we just bounce back different ways of ideas to build community and meet people okay i like this could be the tldr oh okay okay work friendship (laughs) (laughs) sorry look to me again well through other mutual friends to be fair that works there we go supermarket social media hinge call your friends tinder don't go on dating apps None of these are one word specific schedules with friends that you find it hard to keep in touch with make an effort and if they're not making an effort tell them to make an effort the bottom line here is that you love each other reply to your friend's stories being like you look good flame emoji even just like people's stories they'll remember it they'll remember it start a conversation swipe up Uh, comment on their Instagram you look fit mate comment on their Instagram post from like three years ago you looked fit mate (laughs) Comment on their ex's Instagram post from like three years ago to get their attention. Your ex is fit, mate. <laughs>
<laughs> Done. Community. Should we have a tune? God, we're funny. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do yeah. a tune. Any more questions at fem.fm on Instagram, link in bio. Let's do a tune. Let's do a tune. It's one of my picks. Um, I have accidentally, because I did this, I've, this is the second time I've done this this episode. Sadie has usually like a South London pick of the week. Leanna Havas from South London. Safe, London. And this Streatham. accidental South London pick. Um, Joy Crooks. If Woo-hoo! you guys know Joy Crooks, we played her on the old show. Um, she's a fucking legend, man. Um, so cool. I have stolen Sadie's South London pick. I'm sorry. Um, I actually have a North London pick coming up, which is pretty devastating for me. God, that really goes against your principles. I know, but she's just so good. So, Joy Crooks. Let's talk about Joy Crooks. She was born in the Lambeth district of South London. Woohoo! Um, to a Bangladeshi mother, Bangladeshi mother, Irish father. Did you say district, by the way? That's what it says on Wikipedia. I don't fucking know. It's like a Hunger Games. <laughs> district. District. <laughs> district. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favour. Um, so, yeah, she started, like, um, gaining interest in singing after attending a jazz and blues workshop at school. Oh. Um, and then at 13, she started posting, like, covers to YouTube. Um she posted like reggae covers and also Laura Marling covers. Um, I don't know if, do you know Laura Marling? Oh, yeah, definitely, that's definitely not reggae. Yeah, she's like folksy. Yeah. Um, she taught herself how to play guitar, piano, and bass, and then started writing her own music. Um, she, she's so funky. When she was 14 in 2013, she posted a cover of Hit the Road Jack to YouTube, and it kind of gained um, a fair bit of viral attention. It got like over 600,000 views, um, and that got the attention of like her current manager. Um, Who is her current manager? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you said it like you did. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the song I've chosen is 19th Floor from her debut 2021 album <clears throat> Skin. This album was incredible. Mm-hmm. Mercury Prize nominated, did lose, but to Little Sims, so we'll let it Wow, well, you know, um, it would have been wrong if it went any other way. Yeah, the song is a tribute to her immigrant grandmother and also the London immigrant community in general. Um, I would highly recommend watching the music video for the song. It's absolutely gorgeous, like really touching. Um, it celebrates like both of her Bangladeshi and Irish heritage. She's like doing um, Irish dancing and also wearing like traditional Bangladeshi clothes. Um, oh, and it's like based around like a community in London, like neighbors saving each other. And it's just really cool. Um, the song just really highlights her beautiful voice. Like she's got such a smoky, sexy voice. Mm. Um, amazing songwriter, writer, excuse me. Um, and yeah, this is just a song about, you know, roots and heritage and growing up. And yeah, it's really vibey and just really sonically gorgeous as well. So please enjoy 19th South Floor London. by Joy Crooks from South London. Daylight robbery, they'll never say. 
She's she's only 24, man. And she's been releasing music since 2017. Gosh, she's one of those people that makes you feel a bit bad, isn't she? Yeah, like, what am I doing at this big She's only two years older than me. (laughs) What have I done? She was doing stuff two years ago. She was singing singing Laura Marling at 13. (laughs) I saw her for free live once. Oh, really? Yeah, when Size the Shoe Sop. Oh, yeah. You know Size, question mark. Size. They they went for a phase for a bit where they just, like, did gigs. Of artists for free. Oh, we just queued up and we got in. It's good times. She was good great. Good times. I bet she was. Okay, guys, it's the time of the episode where we talk about all the sleigh things that are going on in the world. Sleighs of the moment. Right. I'm gonna let you kick off because um, the new season of Love Island, the bum, show bum, of the summer. My dream is to go on Love Island. Do it. Apply. I might. You'll get posted on Twitter because I'll call you emo because you've got pink hair. <laughs> no eyebrows. But you'll be a bombshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to be the best bombshell because I'd just go on there for like shits and gigs, get a free hot bob. I would be, I would, I would have to jailbreak my phone and download 2048 or something. <laughs> I would go crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, they literally have, like, they must be so bored. They don't even know what they time it read. is, you know? And they the can't thing read. Is, they have to go and smoke alone. And I can't like riz with someone if I'm not like in the smoking area. With a cigarette in my fingers. I miss the early seasons when they were just chain smoking all the time because the there was best nothing else drama to do. on Love Island was from like seasons one to three when they could mm. smoke. I mean, you couldn't even see what was going on because they were just surrounded by a plume of smoke. Like, babe, darling, you're being proper muggy. Like, it was, it was season three where they were all smoking, and it was that moment where Chris goes, "And you want me to rap and lift the mood a little?" Like, imagine <laughs> if they had to do that outside. Like, they can't even vape. They, it must be killing them. Because I bet they all do. Oh, of course they do. I've not like watched any of it yet. I've been keeping them on Twitter. My friend um, Effie. Um, the only thing Shout I know is Effie. that she gave me a really detailed rundown of what's. On that I barely kept well, up with. So I kept up with the first few episodes and haven't had time to watch the most recent ones. So very sorry if this is outdated, especially given the fact that more episodes will come out Daily. before this airs. 
But my overall thoughts so far, right, I was very happy in the first few episodes because Love Island has always had such a race problem. Massive. Like, it's better than it was, but so often there would be, like, a mixed-race girl and a dark-skinned black girl, tokenistically, and, like, no one else. And it's so frustrating to watch, and I think so many of us felt so frustrated watching it because it would literally be like the baddest bitch you've ever seen in your entire life like does anyone remember India from last year India are the you crazy the who's ever been on Love the Island. most beautiful woman I've ever seen with my human eyes yeah, God. and you're just there watching a bunch of guys called George be like actually I really like like it could literally just be like a log with a blonde wig on it and they'd be like nah, she's put off she's shit, more like, my vibe she's more she's my type there's something about her and I couldn't say specifically what it was um and like you know she's like she's one of those girls that's like not brunette but is blonde and I really like that about her and it's like it's just like the most beautiful woman you ever see will get binned off and then in more recent years it will be like the viewers have chosen I was just about to say that and this plays like it's fucking apartheid like it's really bad they always just pair the two black because there's only two of them there's one guy and one girl and And then there'll be a mixed race person and someone who is vaguely ethnic and they'll get paired together yeah it happens every and then it'll be like Bobby and and <laughs> Sally look so good together, and their Riz is literally just like I, pr- I like brunettes, and you're not <laughs> like the other ones because you've got brown hair, and it pisses me off. Yeah. So I was getting gassed this season yet yeah, because they did something that changed everything. Yeah, it's gone. I know what happened. They brought out this white guy, and I'm like, oh great, another white guy. Where's he from? He's from South London. Where's he from? He's from South London. And it shook all of the, like, Millies and Mollies and (laughs) other names to their core. Because he walked in and they were like, so here's your type on paper. He just says the names of the only three, like, women of colour in the villa and minds are blown. Mm -hmm. Because they've got in a South Londoner. Like, it's not revolutionary. These are some of the most beautiful women you'll ever see. I'm sure he's still massively shallow, but it's like... That the fact that they found a white guy who likes ethnic women changed the entire nature of Love Island. Yep. Like I think these girls were about to do their like, sorry guys, but I actually can't take the pressure and I'm gonna go home now speeches. It it shook them to the core. Is he gorge? I'm not gonna lie, he is from South London. <laughs> like that's all you need. Yeah, with but like me. objectively is he gorge? When you hear him speak, <laughs> like it's just because of where he's from, he's literally just a man from South London who sounds like he's from. South Are you London. the shallow one? My, I moved away from South London, and I still refuse to date like non-South Londoners. Very it's true. Very silly of me. Like he's, he's kind of lying still. I'm not <laughs> but so then he chooses. Um, Catherine, who's like she's the Irish one. only dark-skinned black girl. She's gorgeous. And that's never happened. And it's like silly how much it actually ruffled feathers because it shouldn't be. He literally was just like, that girl's laying, I choose her. This is the thing. I feel like it's kind of as if there's two Love Islands going on in Love Island. There's like mm. the white Love Island and then the rest of them. And it's and like... I don't know what side of Twitter you guys are on, but on black Twitter... It's 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 the best Love Island jokes. Like oh, yeah. the other it's side of Love Island is so Island. dry, and everyone was going mad for it. They were like Alua Zachariah because he can't have a white name. <laughs> Who did that happen to, Jack? 
I was like, yeah, Jack, Jack who's like one fifteenth black, and was also lang. He was lang. <laughs> I, I don't often fancy the men on Love Island. I fancy every single woman, woman that's yeah. ever walked on. The men there. are just like, who, which boohoo man advert did they pull you out from? It scares me because I'm like, hang on, this is that sh- like, is there something wrong with me that I should be attracted to all ten of these men who look like? mannequins come to life like in fucking night in the museum yeah but to be fair can't trust any man because now zachariah's got his head turned away from Catherine for molly is she a blonde bitch <sighs> yeah it's very disappointing apparently it's like the molly show apparently molly and mitchell is mm. the whole like thing and everyone's bored of it but it's just one of those things i'm like it's it's sad that love island has become such a social study like it's depressing to have to be like, oh my god, there's like actual integration of the races this season. Right. On that, I would very highly recommend to anyone who cares about this kind of stuff. Uh, there's this podcast series that BBC Three did called um, Unreal. Um, I'm a massive fan of reality television. I think it's one of the most fascinating genres of media that exists. And they've done like um, a ten part series going through the history of reality TV and focusing on different aspects. Oh, well, and the finale, the two part are on Love Island. They got mm. a load of ex contestants. Do you remember Rachel from like last? year or the year before she was a bombshell yes I do and she I do. was black yeah and she this guy like pretended to like her to keep in the villa and then just immediately binned her off she said yeah. she's never felt so humiliated in her life she's spoken length on that podcast about the like racial segregation like the literal racial segregation that happens in that villa they've also talked about like the mental health things that have gone on yeah it's not even just amongst like the couples like you hear people talk about like a lot of stuff has come out about stuff that like Molly May or Georgia has said to like contestants who are people of colour and like like you said it's also mental health stuff there was I think his name was Sam who had like a full psychotic breakdown no it wasn't anything like Sam it was, no it was Sam was, was it? it Sam? the guy with autism yeah but I think it began with a Z you know and I remember because he was pissed off when they had like a deaf contestant and they were like it's the first disabled Love Island contestant he and like, he was like Hi. no I'm autistic and I had to leave the show because I had a psychotic breakdown because of the stressful conditions of the show that would have been helped if they'd just listened to him about like specific needs he had to do with like sensory issues and food he couldn't eat. It's actually quite fucked. Reality TV in general, like if you're interested in that kind of thing, like I'm one of the episodes is on like when reality TV was kicking off in like the early 2000s after the major success of the first Big Brother. Reality TV was kind of like a moral free for all. There was this show called There's Something About Miriam, and it was like a bachelor style show um, where he just looks like Sam Pepper. <laughs> That's why. Sorry, we just googled who the guy was. His name is Niall. Sorry, Niall. He just looks like Sam Pepper. But yeah, this show, the there's something about Miriam, was released in like 2004 or something. And it was like a bachelor style show where there was like these 12 single guys and this one woman called Miriam. And it was like, they <gasps> I all remember have to. That. They all have to. Girl, do you know the twist? They all had to like woo her, and at the end, the audience knew the whole time. At the end, the whole gag was that she's trans. Oh, that's and not what I was thinking. About. No, and all these men were like, "Oh my god, that's so fucked up!" Like, I feel that's so ashamed. So and like this woman, this poor hell. woman, was like humiliated on national television for the sake of a gag in a reality TV well, that's show. That's like, awful. Why the way that there was who would come no, up with a premise like that? It, like the early two thousands, that era of reality television was fucking wild. Like the morals of it. 
because people don't realise that when you're put on that kind of stage where the whole nation is watching and judging you as a person mm. um, it's also the way that you you don't know how you've been edited till you come out and people have come off Love Island and been like they've edited me yeah. like a villain in a way that was really unfair did you ever hear about I Want to Marry Harry that reality TV show no have you not cat you're gonna die it was this it's really messed up actually so it was like an american bachelorette and they were told that their prince was waiting for them they were all american they were shipped off to england into this like nice castle and then they just get a ginger guy (laughs) that looks a bit like prince Prince harry Harry. and convince them that that it's actually prince harry who's going on a reality tv show to to find find his his wife wife. and they make them do all of these like exercises like royal stuff like horse riding and shit and then the most fucked up thing was is that they had like on-set therapists that were for the girls but instead of like actually being there for the girls they literally had instructions to be like if they start to doubt that it's harry tell them they're being silly and they're being crazy yeah oh it's mad they had to stop airing it halfway through because people were so angry about it so you don't even find out you get to marry harry when was this aired it was sometime in the early 2000s i want to say like 2008 ish wow wow that's, in, that's insane. Reality TV is wild, and I'm it's like something I'm really interested in. I so would I highly recommend that podcast. This shouldn't have gone in the sleighs. This is too I mean, Yeah, it's been slay New event back. of the week. Yeah, this is like slay. Because like Love Island, I watch it in the way that it's like a social experiment. But it's kind of like, am I fucked up and voyeuristic for doing it that way? I find it interesting to see how like straight mm. people operate in this way. I said this to my housemate once, Jenny. Because we were watching Love Island and we were just really going in on them. But then I was like, you know, if they were sitting there watching us, what would they say about us? They'd hate us. They'd be like, they're so weird. They're making all the wrong decisions. Why did they say that? I wouldn't have that. The thing about Love Island is that people think that just because you're on television, um, people make fucking mistakes, man. Like... But the then also, when you harsh. go in there now, you it's not it's not season two anymore. People kind of sign up for it in a you way. Know you know what, I mean? what it is, and you that's why you want to go on it. But I think the safeguarding in that case should be extra high mm. because people don't know the amount of like hate they're gonna get. Mm. Do you know what I do miss? This is so not slow. But do you remember Murad Morali? No, I don't know what that is. Murad Morali was a YouTuber who every single year was like the person that made a Love Island tea video after everything. I've watched his videos avidly because he also specifically focused on the people of colour and interviewed loads of them when he got bigger. When they came out of the villa, he would he would be the one to get like exclusive interviews with them. This is the foot guy. And then all these videos came out. And it's like, I'm not even kink shaming him. Like no. the feet aspects of the videos wasn't even it, but it was, re- I can't even repeat it. He like, was, like fully like racist, wasn't he? He was dropping slurs all over the gaff, like videos of him like shoving his feet into like, into people's mouths and being like, take my big Arab foot, you little dirty little slur, 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 slur. slur so many of them after he was interviewing contestants being like it must have been really hard to have been black in the villa it's like you can't say that when you're shoving your foot into oh, into them God. oh it's fucked and then he did like an apology video but it wasn't really an apology video because yeah. he didn't acknowledge the racism he just said like i shouldn't have shoved my foot, my foot stuff. <laughs> that's not the problem here it's like no one's shaming you for the, your foot it's quite stuff. a common fetish you know but 
bike. Fuck. You're racist. Anyway, this is really on Slay. So what's another actual Slay What's an actual Slay? It's the Barbie soundtrack. (gasps) The Barbie soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As of this episode, the only songs that have been released is the Dua Lipa one, which is very fun. It's used in the main trailer. And the Pink Panther S one, which everyone kind of hates. It's got like this Irish jig in it. I think it's great. But Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice are doing the Barbie theme. Um, That's been confirmed. Um, if you go on Barbie the album on Instagram because I remember when it came out we were like we have to talk about it when it got announced okay. then I edited the poster so that it said Barbie lineup and I just put Femme FM back to back but like the names on this album so some of rogue. them make perfect some sense some of them are rogue like Dua Lipa Ice Spice Nicki Minaj being on there Nicki Minaj is, is doing so the, beautiful I don't know if you've seen the final trailer but at the end it's yeah, Nicki yeah, Minaj yeah, yeah, yeah. singing I'm a Barbie girl and she does that Genius. with Ice Spice. Like goosebumps. goosebumps. Like only a barb deserves to be on the soundtrack. Do you know what I mean? What, what kills me about this lineup is it's legit musician after legit musician and then Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Because they <laughs> forget, he can sing La La Land. Oh, but the fact that his Kennedy, he's just, I'm what obsessed. Song? I just I know hope he's on the, the track with Nicki. Oh my god. Ryan Gosling doing ad libs to a Nicki Minaj song. That's Ryan Gosling saying Young Money. 21. Ryan. Oh. <laughs> Same with Arlo being on there is silly. Bad, is Bad Bunny on there? No, let's talk about who should have been on there. First of all, King Crow. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Barbie girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm surprised that, like, you'd think, like, looking at this lineup, I would have expected Lil Nas X. I would yeah. have. Do you know? Here, let me have a look. Even Max makes perfect sense. Like, Charlie who's, X, like, X campy makes sense. enough for the Barbie album? There's people that should have been on here. Like, uh, well, Lizzo is on it. Charlie X, X is on there. That That is important. Oh. If Sophie were alive today, she would have killed it. Oh my god, she would have killed it. I, like... Yeah, I wish, like, Caroline Polachek was on there, maybe. She's, like, doing the most in terms of art pop at the moment. Bjork. Bjork on the Barbie soundtrack. I'm a Barbie girl. I'm a Barbie girl. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, I love the way that this... This movie has just gone full like it's people are it's getting released on like a pink vinyl. I think we're gonna have to buy our tickets to the premiere soon, you know. Whatever yeah, midnight viewing. We're going to. We'll see you there, we'll let you all know what cinema we're going to. I want everyone to show up wearing pink. Is this one of the another one of those oversharing moments? <laughs> Doxing ourselves. So we're gonna leave my house and I we know that you guys know we live in Birmingham, right? And you know like we could just show up at a cinema. We should do a fair fair meet and greet. <laughs> At the Barbie premiere. Let's go Mockingbird. Let's <laughs> go Mockingbird or like Odeon in town. Or we can go to Odeon Looks by Five Ways. They have the recording. Right, what, well, what do you guys want to do? Yeah, just send us a DM. Well, no, that's I'm not doing that. I shouldn't have asked you guys. Yeah, I'm not going there. You're not invited. I think we are. I bet they're not even going to dress up. Incredible. I just think this Barbie is going to change everyone's life. I'm and so I think because the more stuff that comes out every episode, there's going to be a new Barbie revelation, and we're going to have to touch on it now. It's become it's so on brand. Segment. For MFM. Mm. We have to have a Barbie segment, which is like automatically included in the sleighs. I literally just still can't stop thinking about the bit in the advert where Ken gets his mug shot. It lives <laughs> in my head. It's Red the funniest still of anything I've 
ever seen. It's so funny. Just the so one cool. second of facial expression there, less than a second. I'm like, he is perfect. First of all, the whole, because we're girlfriend, boyfriend, like, we, we can talk about the boyfriend. actual full trailer now. Um, mm. There's a bit where Barbie's like, um, you should come to my house. There's nothing much planned apart from like a full choreographed number, massive party with all the Barbies. And he goes, so cool. So and then there's a bit where he puts sunglasses over his sunglasses. Yeah. It's just oh, I love it. It's the it is the mugshot for me because you see Barbies and she at least looks serious, but he's there like Ken yes. looks like he's doing jazz hands. He's doing jazz hands. He's getting like his headshot girl. Oh, oh, he's gonna be the perfect Ken. I'm deliriously excited. Yeah, like every I will see you guys there. Yeah, every episode there's gonna be a, a bup date. Um, shall we listen to a song? Yes! It's your pick, my love. So, I'm playing a song by an artist that I adore so, so much that I'm willing to overlook the fact that she's from North London. I'm so proud of you. I love this artist so very much. I believe I played her on the first ever episode of Fem FM and on the last episode of Radio Fem FM. It's Lexa Moore. As her Spotify bio says, she is an artist, producer, solid babe. She's just sick, man. She is such a cool cat. Like, she's she's really gotten big in the last few years. The song that I'm playing of hers today is a 2018 single called Mood. But she's really taken off in the last few years. In 2020, she released her only album to date. It's called Government Tropicana. And since then, like, even if you've not listened to her, you've probably heard her She's on a track. She's featured on so many like, She's featured big on the songs. new Koji. The Koji Radical album, Silhouettes Project. She's got a song with oh, Wulu. Fucking love Silhouettes. The Wulu song goes mm. hard. The Silhouettes Project song goes hard. But she just has the most amazingly distinctive style in that she does a lot of her own production as well. And the production will always be quite like... I'm just using hand gestures because I'm trying to work up to how I feel about it. The production will always be a little bit like on the grumpy side of things. Yeah, I said like muddy, I mean? maybe like, like dirty, filthy, nasty, yeah. grimy. <laughs> yeah, I said bouncy but harsh and that's how I feel. And very like hypnotic, like it's very like factory line on and on and on. But her voice is just so... It's sultry, man. It, like, weaves across every song that she does. Because I feel like she sings really quietly. Yeah, because she's rapping, but, like, so softly. And, like, are you seducing me? Like, And she's, like, a little bit grumpy. And when she's rapping about stuff, she's a little bit grumpy about whatever she's rapping about. But it's just all so fluid that it feels like any song of hers could be a freestyle because it's like, yeah. wow, it's just it's just coming out. It's really good. She has a very distinct style, I agree. Mm. And I like this song has the refrain of like it, lump it, like it. And it's just like, it is, it's called Moon and it's like a really good song to listen to when you're feeling a bit moody. It's just actually a song where in anyone else's voice it would just be someone going fuck's sake man and another thing and another <laughs> thing yeah like the lyrics are just stuff like work ain't paid me in time O2 just cut off my line this shit is a cycle it's just if you're feeling a little bit grouchy but you want to hear just a very seductive little voice this is the perfect song for you so make complaining sexy again like that's it. Lexa Moore's motto. lump it so here is Mood by Lexa Moore
like, what the fuck I'm a dead? Why I can't pay me in time? My baby just ripped me my bed. I tell you just cut off my life. I tell you just cut off my life. At 25, this is nuts. It's like the shit is a cycle. bring you to the flops of the week. The first flop is like kind of a slap. We kind of struggle to think of flops for this week because we're, we're just so unnervingly positive. We're thinking, let us know what you guys think. We're thinking to like kind of maybe focus more on the slates because um, I don't know, there's something, depending on what the flop is, there is something a bit unproductive about like, this is a bad thing that's happening, but also it's quite cathartic to moan. Mm. Sometimes it's unproductive to only think of the slayers because you know, if life True. draws slayers. I do think my life motto is you can't slay the slayer slays without flopping the floppers flops. You slant slays the slay sister, slay sister, slay sister, slay sister. 
But I think, you know, kumsi kumsa, karma, blah, 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 balancing forces. You have to have a little bit of both. So yeah. what's wrong with the world right now, Kat? Well, the first flop is, like, kind of a sleigh. Oh, it's actually kind of ongoing from a yeah, previous we, flop of ours. Again, with the whole, like, running theme, we have the Barbie running theme, and we also have the Taylor Swift, Matty Healy saga theme. it's important to keep up to date on the Femme FM law, <laughs> because there is continuity. There is continuity here, right? You don't know, we wear the same outfits every single episode like in drag and race in between episodes <laughs> and we never take them off <laughs> and we never shower without our clothes on yes um but yeah the taylor swift and matty Healer saga continues um they are broken good. up right i think you'll have seen this um azalea banks posted a series of instagram stories the ripping funniest into this thing man. i've ever seen in my life because because I'm gonna pull up say what quotes. you will about azalea and She's whatever you say it will be fair but <clears throat> I choose to like Azalea because I truly believe she discriminates against literally everyone. everyone Do you in go on measure. her Wikipedia page and it says the controversies? Views, like yeah. the whole nation of Australia is on there. Sweden. When she got on the plane to Ireland in 2008 and said, I'm glad the potato famine happened. She just says stuff. <laughs> she just but says once in a while, when you just say stuff, you're going to say something so right. And when she described Matty Healy as she being one miss. that shared needle away from away the tetanus. <laughs> right, I'm going to pull up some quotes. No, that is that what she said? She said it's one shared needle away from a tetanus shot. That doesn't make sense. Hang on, wait, let me go through it. So she said... Tetanus shot is what you get to not have Taylor, tetanus. this guy is going to give you scabies. He's not on the level mm. of powerful you worked hella hard to build. Mm. Ugh, so many cooler people in music to work with. You should really tap James Mercer from the shins. James Mercer is honestly one of the best lyricists <laughs> ever. Yes, Taylor Swift, the Black Wave, Australia by the Shine Vibe is the tea, sis. Huh, this mm -hmm. dude is a full incel. You cannot be letting him climb the rich white coochie mountain, sis. I love that you're reading it like that. It was one sentence. Because and the thing is, the... she doesn't beef Taylor historically, so you know Taylor fucked up here. Matty Teeley is one shed needle away from tetanus, yes. not a tetanus shot. Because then he'd be doing something right. But she also called him out on the ice spice <clears throat> racism mm. thing, basically saying that... He's a prick! Does Matty Healy know that no one actually thinks that 1975 makes good music and that he's a lame poser with a trash cliche band name that Tell actually again. means nothing? And he's clearly so pressed that a black girl who knows nothing about him or his music is making more moves and money than him. Does he know that black women are more coveted today's industry because there's big business in female rap? He is so obviously weak in the knees, thin-jawed mm. and drug-addicted that it's mm -hmm. easy to catch his crusty-ass lagging. The outrageous small white opinionated male musician thing works for Ariel Pink and Ariel Pink only. The 1975 better go Snap. somewhere with their Snap. post the Academy is bullshit. We love the Academy is, but y'all are clearly reaching for a death from above 1979 aesthetic that you're just never gonna get because you're not a star, you are, nor are you good at whatever this crappy ass mid-2000s indie pitchfork darling fantasy you're trying to sell. I Spice has miles more originality than you will ever. The 1975 is on nobody radar babe maybe fat emo teenagers but no we are mm -hmm. not checking for you boo mm -hmm. some of that Let was a little bit off color but <laughs> you know, overall i agree with on. the overall message Matty Healy, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Rap Harrowing, creepy <laughs> little man. He literally looks, he's so foul. The fact that people think he's a sex symbol. There's videos of him, like, a little bit drunk on the tube and people have been like, 
so unexpected to see him on the tube like that what do you mean that's exactly where i'd expect to see him <laughs> yeah. like literally like feeding someone up <laughs> there is nowhere else i would expect to see matty healy apart he from like a like little bit tube. drunk on the piccadilly line oh yeah great wrestler Oh shit! I very miss my. Sock. I just know. I just know his breath smells. You know he trips over when the tube stops as well. <laughs> yes. You know I he love tries it. to walk up the wrong side of the elevator. Like that man is. I'm he's sorry. Of, he's like, not a sex symbol. He looks like a drowned rat. And genuinely true. They bla- They blamed. They based the rat in flushed away on him. The creator was his godfather. Wait, and they still made the rats so much hotter than him. Wait, is, is that true? Google it. Google it. Is that Google it now. True? Yes. No. Google because it. the rat is way hotter than him. No. Hang on. Flushed away rat Matty Healy. Google it. No. Matty reveals the flat the rat in Flushed Away was actually based mm-hmm. on him. Denise Welch's godfather, so his mother's godfather. I also find it hilarious that his mum is know. Denise Welch from fucking Loose Women. I used to love Loose Women. So you know it in that Halsey song, an old song you know the Halsey song Colours? Where she's mm. like, your mother's only smiling on her TV show. The Denise. TV show in question is Loose, Loose Women. women. I used to love Loose Women. I would come home from school and put on the like Loose Women highlights on YouTube that I missed. Yeah, but Loose Women was such like a being poorly at school, like being poorly off school. No, I was just well. I was just well. well in, a, in my own way, I wasn't. How be? But now yeah. they've, they've become really turfy these days and it's quite upsetting. Like, yeah, I don't really care for Loose Women anymore. It's just kind of like middle-aged women talking about things they really have no knowledge on i tried to get my mum to go with me to a loose woman live performance on my 18th <laughs> live day. performance you mean live filming no live performance. they were doing a special show wait were they like singing and dancing <laughs> no they're just doing an episode of loose woman <laughs> so it was a loose woman recording no it was a special live. show <laughs> my mum wouldn't go with me and oh. they could have because colleen nolan was in a band growing up so and Stacey Solomon was on The X Factor. So... And Denise tell. Walsh raised that. a singer. <laughs> singer of quotation marks. But uh. yeah, that's that's one of the technical flops, but like kind of a sleigh. Flopping that their relationship happened, slay that it's over. Again, we make very arbitrary decisions when it comes to just, what is yeah, a flop and what is a It's just pop slay. culture, man. Let us know if you it. want us to have a neutral segment of the week. <laughs> We just talk about the blandest things going on. Weather's been hot. <laughs> Bit humid out, isn't it? Prices going up. Wages Morale. slowly. No, that's too floppy. Do you think? Keep it completely neutral. Oh, okay. Um. Of anything, we're too opinionated. I I remember once when I went to meditation society. The oh god, never do that again because I like I'm not someone that can meditate. I really freaked out when we had to do this exercise where they were like, Think about someone that you love, and I was like, Yeah, I love loads of people, it's great. And then they were like, Now think about someone you feel neutral about, (laughs) and I was like, No, no, what? And like, I was still trying to think of my person, and they were like, And now breathe in and let it go. And I was like, No, but I haven't (laughs) decided. I had to open my eyes and look around the room, and I was like, Well, not you, because I like your outfit. And and then, and then I was still freaking out about that, and everyone else was having a great time. They were like, And then think about someone you harbor hateful feelings for. And I did, and then my fists were like clenched as everyone was meditating. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've been described by one of my pals as someone who speaks only in hyperbole. Like, I can only love something or hate it, or it can be the best thing ever or the so worst true. thing ever. I don't have any neutral opinions. Cat will literally be like, oh, that person. They're my, my favourite person, person ever. ever. <laughs> and you're like, I thought I was your favourite person. Like, yeah, you ever. are, but like, so is everyone else. <clears throat> you, the listener, you're my favourite person ever. Don't get cocky. She says that to everyone. I basically that to all the girls. Mm. Yes, yes, I do. Okay, because they are. But I was always taught not to say the word hate. My dad was very strict about that. He was like, hate is a very strong word. You can say you don't like something. Yeah, I was taught that too. But don't say you hate something if it's not true. I hate so many things. Let's do a segment that we like to call naming things that we hate here on Fem FM. Yeah, let's just let's just spout off things we hate. We're gonna have to. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I've got a cough. God, I hate We're gonna when have that to. Happens. I love that Kat is editing this because I had to edit out a lot of things that we spoke about that we disliked last week. What with the names and identifying information and yeah. phone numbers that were included what? in that. So I might just start naming things I hate that Kat <laughs> then has to bleep out. Okay, I'm done. Right, do you want to start? No, I'm actually too scared because I know okay. I'm not editing it. <laughs> I hate the fact that Walker's crisp packets are literally so small you can sometimes get one or two crisps in them. War. <laughs> I hate um, the fact that my shower at the moment is either boiling hot or freezing cold. Famine. God, you're so wise. I hate when... Um, oh, I hate the fact that my fucking Tesco isn't stocking any bike cream. Like, I'm ridden right now, okay? It's not that fucking hard. We're all, you know, we're all the victims of it. We're all leaving our windows open at night. I hate it. Matty Healy. Oh, yeah. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. That's, like, up there the same level with War War <laughs> Might be the course. Healy. Might even be the course. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Like, when was he born? When did things start getting really bad in this country? When was that? Do you know what? I genuinely Google it, and I'm going to make a guess right now as how to how old Matty Healy is. <laughs> I love that on this segment we talk about things we despise. It's always coming back to him. <laughs> Everything leads back to him. If I saw him, I'd be like 47 and a rough 47. But I'm going to guess he's a really rough 36. How old Not is bad. he? Not bad, just 34. Oh, he's a really rough 34. Also, guess, guess what his middle name is? Um, like, Patty? Huh? Patty. <laughs> Patty, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he sounded like it was going to be something silly. No, nah, because once I say it, you'll be like, it's kind of some... Okay, he has the same middle name as someone who has the same energy as him that we spoke about on the show before. Today? No, on the first episode of this, um, the podcast. Bjork? It's a man's <laughs> name. Um... Someone who has the same like rat energy as him. A man with rat energy we've discussed on the show before. But we censored that bit out last week. Not the first episode of the podcast. We spoke about this in our flop era um, segment. But we can't talk about him. <laughs> it's identifying him with no, 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 celebrity. I don't know. Who is it? Timothy. Oh, <laughs> is it spelt like that as well? No, unfortunately not. Timothy. Timothy Stallion. <laughs> okay, speaking of music, do you want to play another song? Yeah, what's next? It's one of your picks again. It is? 
Oh, yes it is. My pick for this week is a really beautiful song called Lonely Crowd by Alice Phoebe Lou. It's from her 2021 album called Glow. I just like this song. I heard it on TikTok and I was like, that's very pretty. It's a very pretty instrumental song. It's very dainty, rainy day. The production is very dreamy. There's a lot of like high up percussion in the mix. Like it's all bells and cymbals. She's great. I really would recommend from this album as well, the song Glow. That's the name of the album. Oh, the song's good too. But it's it's a very gentle, dreamy song, and the like light percussion makes you feel like oh maybe it's raining a little bit. Yeah, a lot of her songs are super dreamy. But she's also got this amazing range in the song where she goes like hauntingly low and then dreamily ethereally high, and it's it's a really nice sentiment, in a way. Like it's kind of sad. It's about wanting someone to be happy even if you can't be part of their happiness. Which I'm sure is something we've all felt before. Oh, Christ. <laughs> and she's like, one of the lines is, I'll be happy for you whether I'm there, whether you're not, whether we're anywhere. And it's just a bit existential, and it's like, we're clearly, we're not in each other's lives anymore, but, you know, I exist, and you exist, and I want you to be happy. But it's also about her moving past that and trying to, like, be good to herself. There's a line where she says, I'll be trying to come back to me, she needs me more than you do. And it's just, I think, healthy. It's like, I'm going to take care of myself and I hope you're happy too. Mature. So here is a lovely, gentle little song by Alice Phoebe Lou called Lonely Crowd.
I feel like it's, you know, on a romantic level. Segway, 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 segway. Oh, so we've got a fun little segment for you today. This is inspired by my podcast idol is Serena Shahidi from Let Me Ruin Your Life with Serena Shahidi. She does a bit on her podcast where she um, she's obsessed with like old etiquette books and she'll get old etiquette books and like read them and analyse them and also like talk about how funny they are. Yeah. Me and Sadie went charity shopping on like, the month. Um, on my birthday. Not the other, on a random day of the month that had no significance to anyone, especially not Sadie. And <laughs> we <laughs> found this <laughs> On Sadie's birthday we found this book called The Little Book of Flirting. It's got um, a winky <laughs> face on the front. Yeah, it's got a winky face. If you know me and Sadie, um, we are both um, masters of frizz. You mm. especially. I think I... Oh my god, really? Stop. What, do you mean it? Stop it. Cat. When Sadie flirts, I don't know how to handle it. I can't look her in the eye. No, like, honestly, baby, tell me, why did you say that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sweating. You're so funny, you know. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sweating. So we but found the little book. We of found flirting. the charity shop for 99p, and we read it, and it's the funniest we thing ever. We took it to the bar on my birthday. Did not pull. Yeah, it didn't unfortunately work. But we've got our practice in, so we're gonna go through this little book of flirting, um, and kind of 
give you guys some advice from I mean we are we, we might think we're masters of flirting but I feel like this book but everyone needs guidance yeah for reference book, it's not like a hardback like it's a little pocket book it's a little book of flirting not a big book it's one of those like stocking fillers you get for like your friend who's like not very good with women and it's kind of thing like the boys would get and be like How <laughs> it's not meant to be read it's a joke like this this book in itself is part of a bit we shouldn't have sat down and studied it in we, the way we did like kind group. of critically analyzed it i think what we should do is pass the book between us and read different bits okay stunning. and then we can talk about it right um Random we just page. read the introduction page oh okay right so, you've decided you'd like to develop your skills as a flirt. Yes. Someone who is radiant with beauty, intelligence, and yes, wit, me. attracting anybody they set their sights on. Yes. Congratulations. First Thank things you. first, in order to become an accomplished flirt, you'll oh. need buckets of self confidence. And here's a secret even if you don't believe you have this naturally, mm -hmm. baked confidence is just as good. Ah. All it takes is a moment's pep talk. Look at yourself in the mirror Crazy. and tell yourself, I Come am on, an attractive, interesting attractive. and funny person. But maybe not on public, or if you have funny company. Person. This book is like ahead of its time on like affirmations. I shouldn't have skim read it because I just went up to someone in public and went, I am an attractive, <laughs> interesting <laughs> and, and funny, funny person. person. Once you've got your self-esteem storing, You'll need a thorough knowledge of body language, some charming conversation openers, mm -hmm. and some top tips on where and how to meet other attractive young things like you. This is kind of an answer to the question from earlier. About community, yeah. yeah. Luckily, this Just book contains rays. all you need. Whether you treat your flirting as oh, complicated science or as a fun way to meet new people, this book will arm you with the skills and know-how to charm the pants off anyone. It'll help you get noticed, initiate and hold a stimulating conversation, give out the right signals and most of all, become a world-class flirt. Oh, thank God. I know, it's what we need. Do you want to start with the conversation openers? I'm going to pick a random page. All right, I'm just gonna read the top tips from this one page. One, set yourself flirting challenges. These could be small, e.g. I will talk to at least one new person today. Adventurous, e.g. I will use three different chat up lines tonight. Ooh. Or outrageous, e.g. I will invite someone on an Insta date today. Outrageous. <laughs> Mental. <laughs> Nah, last night was a movie, man. I went to the bar and I just asked this girl, like, do you want to go on an Insta date? That's the scariest thing I've had. Bear in mind, this book was published in 2016. <clears throat> it's very of its time. Oh, this next one, I see Cat do all the time. Because what? people always tell her that she's really similar to me. Emulate someone you admire. <laughs> <laughs> what? Watch them brackets discreetly of course and have yeah, to get some newspaper yourself. and pin some little pinpricks where the eyes are oh cat cat this one's good cat cat this is a really <laughs> good piece of advice cat so cat this one says once you know your flirting partner's name cat use it several times throughout your conversation cat it shows cat <laughs> attentiveness show, Sadie makes it clear that you're interested in getting to know them and it will make them cat feel special however if you're not confident that you can do this without it sounding odd cat maybe give it a miss cat well, i think that didn't sound odd at all that sounded really normal keep chewing gum in your pocket <laughs> being able to offer it to somebody is the easiest conversation starter there is but like where does the conversation go from there you want that some would gum piss oh, me off if someone came up to me like do you want some gum i'd be like oh so i think smell me through there <laughs> 
Oh, cheers, mate. Get fucked. Yeah, get fucked for real. I've honestly had, like... This book is one of my favourite things I've ever read. Because there's so many layers to everything as well. Right. Like this Darwin. This is a section called The Dickens. Moves, and it includes some conversation starters. The Moves. Right, so there's different ones. So it's um, The Common Ground. What's the betting that drunk guy is going to be on the floor within 10 minutes? The Context. Oof. You're on the flaming tequila shots already. Ignite ahead then. The opinion opener. Hey, are you local? Some friends and I are looking for somewhere to go after here. Where would you recommend? I've literally never, ever continued a conversation with a man that's asked me that when I've been People out. People ask ever. me that at work all the time. They're like, where's good around here? I'm like, I don't know. I'm at Train work. station. Train station. The door. The cheesy. You're harder than the bottom of my laptop oh. after demolishing an entire series on Netflix. <laughs> Demolishing. There's also some more. The goofy, right? Accidentally bump into them and oh say, God. "Oh, uh, sorry, I'm I've such a total clutch around cute guys slash girls." girls. I use that one all, all the time. It, they don't get, they don't become a clutch around non-binary people, but around cute guys slash girls. Clutch. Me and my coworker started doing that work. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, sorry. I'm such a clutch. Um, the opinion opener, I'm meant to be at home doing some research on XX. Could you help me out? What's your opinion of XX? Guys, seriously, I'm meant to be doing my XXX Tentacion research tonight. <laughs> help me out. The quest. There's got to be some food around here somewhere. Want to help me find some? Ew. <laughs> Is that an innuendo? I don't be know. to eat around here somewhere. Want to help me find it? Like, what's for dinner, babes? I like that also it randomly has like literary quotes. It's all just page fillers. There's a Jane Austen quote. no real content. This reminds me of my little brother. I I binge watched How I Met Your Mother recently because that's just where I've been at in life. And he bought me the playbook and the bro code. (laughs) And it's the most heinous shit you've ever seen on paper. Like you can't believe it's been published. (laughs) Seven schools of flirting. The complimentathon. Everyone enjoys a compliment, but it's way easier to take the mickey out of each other than actually admit you like one another. I think that's what's going on with me and Kat, you know. She's really she's really mean to me. You look like shit today. Wink. Uh, <laughs> you know. They'll laugh a minute. What? Laugh long enough, they'll accept the invitation <laughs> back to yours. Just to use your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Will it come back <laughs> <laughs> the overtly sexual. Oh, hello. Whispered dirty words can be a big turn on. Just make sure you're certain they weren't making eyes at someone else. We need a thick skin if you're going to put this high risk tactic into action. Rot. Maggots. Mud. <laughs> Wrong dirty. Wrong dirty. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ooh, physical flirter. Meeting the person of your dreams in a sweaty bar and having them push up against you might be steamy. Having a stranger rub themselves on your leg uninvited may constitute sexual harassment. Oh my god. That's not advice. Oh my god. That's not advice. That's just true. It's telling you to feel someone up. But depending on the context, it might be okay. May constitute sexual harassment. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Go forth and flirt, guys. Go forth and flirt. Oh, fun fact. This one is for the men. Chewing a stick of celery releases androsterone and and 
drosthenol odor <laughs> molecules into your mouth. <laughs> These pheromones boost your arousal and in turn trigger your body to send out scents that make you more desirable to women. I know what they're doing here. They're like, any man buying this book is never eating a vegetable. <laughs> it's actually a marketing toy. This is from the government to get the people of Britain Fun to eat fact, more boys, celery makes your cock massive. Oh my god. But yeah, that's just a little um, taste into this incredible book. I think we need to round it off with one more. Like, what's the best piece of advice we could give someone? Um, th- this book can give someone. <clears throat> mm. And hey, guys, if you've got any risen tips for us, please send us a message. You know, slide into our DMs on uh, fm.fm on Instagram. We can ask you guys out on an Insta date. <laughs> That's outrageous. The moves. Get closer. Request a small table. Preferably when you make the booking, not when you arrive. <laughs> if the waiter tries to direct you to a big, brightly lit and exposed table... Uh. Ask for something a little more cosy. Sitting next to each other in a booth or side by side around the corner of a table, as opposed to the traditional setup facing each other, allows your bodies to touch and your arm to graze there, creating a feeling of intimacy. You can still look each other in the eyes, but the closer physical proximity oh, will God. create more of a bond if you're staring at each other from across the gaping chasm of a table. Oh! Gaping chasm of a table, that's funny. That was that's my, my nickname in prison. <laughs> Imagine going on a date with a man who sees you being steered towards a wide, brightly lit table and goes, no, 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 no. This is actually quite scary. It's like those, like, pickup artists that you see the articles about when they're in federal prison. Like, you know? Yeah. Because this kind of is just like a step down from actual pickup culture. But this time we're doing it. For real. And by the way, FemFM listeners, I just wanted to say, FemFM listeners, that you, um, FemFM listeners look really good tonight, FemFM listeners. Do you know about XX? X ten FemFM listeners. And FemFM listeners, you should, um, FemFM listeners, (laughs) give us a follow, FemFM listeners. On uh, at fem.fm <laughs> on Instagram, femfm listeners. Oh, sorry, I'm just such a class around you, femfm listeners. <laughs> and that's why Kat's my wingman. Do you guys are you guys remember this yet? Every hit. time I try to drop Riz with anyone at a bar, I just get Kat to stand behind them. With her laughter increasing in like pitch and mania. <laughs> Until eventually they say yes. Incredible. Guys, she have a song. Oh, have we reached our classic of the week already? Not a classic, no. Oh, uh, well, it is kind of a classic. This could be a contender. It's I a penultimate. Um, a song by Erica Badu. It is the song Penitentiary Philosophy, which is the opening track of her 2000 album Mama's Gun. Um, Erica Badu, if you don't know who she is, she is like the... If you don't know who she is, get a grip. She's the trailblazer of like Neo Soul. Like it was like her, Angelo, <coughs> uh, like making those waves mm. in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, her first album, 1997's Baduism, really put her on the map. Um, but this album, Mama's Gun. It was, wow. yeah. Um, this album 
Oh no, if you've listened to Badooism, it's quite a lot more subtle in its lyricism. But Mama's Gun, Erica Badu says it how it is. Um, it's so good, and this is the opening song. Um, and it really sets the tone for the rest of the album. It samples uh, one of my favourite Stevie Wonder songs as well, Ordinary Aww, Pain. Um, I don't really know what else to say about Erica Badu or this album or the influence it had. I just feel just like an incredible powerhouse. Of if all you know, them. you know. If you don't, you don't. Just like if you listen to her, you'll stay young forever, and your skin will stay hydrated, and you will be like an actual living goddess because I think she, she is. is. Like that woman hasn't aged <clears> a day. And I this always think timeless. about like the fact that like her and Andre Three Thousand just have kids. <laughs> A baby. Just one. Just one kid. Oh, yeah, just their son. Just one kid. But, the um, fact that, like, so many Outcast songs are about her. Miss Jackson's be... about her. Yeah. What is about her mum? Crossover of the century, right? Um, so different. But, yeah, Erica Badu, if you don't know, get to know. Um, if you do know, enjoy the song. It's one of my favourites. I think it's one of her most underrated songs. I think it's... It no, really sets the tone for this album. Um, it makes me go a bit feral. Uh, it's Her voice sounds amazing. It's, like... it's. It, in the way that Baduism was like sultry and subtle, this song is Erica Badu being like, oh, I'm back and I didn't come to fuck around. Um, yeah, it's incredible. This is Penitentiary Philosophy by Erica Badu.
God damn, that song is so slow. It's so big. So funky. Oh man, mm. it just really is. It's maybe one of the best album openers ever. I say that about everything. Like, it's my favourite. It's my, it's my favourite favorite. song ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just like a lot of things, okay? No, a little guys. girl with a big heart. Aww. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Thank you, Anna. It's classic time, guys. It's time for the, the show. Classic of the week. But before that, just a reminder that we will drop the playlist of songs that we featured on this episode on Spotify, so keep an eye on our Instagram for that. And our Instagram is at fem.fm. Follow us there for updates, for memes, for no-context memes. That's my new favourite thing to compile at the moment, it's no-context mood boards about the last episode of FemFM. Like you have... It's like only real fans get it. If any of you don't know get to know mm. it's that time guys we're going to be playing our classic of the week and saying goodbye sucker 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 that's what they do in the sex education person so sucking this song is like you wanted me <laughs> if you couldn't tell it's fuck the pain away by peaches from her 2007 album the teachers of peaches i love the song musician producer director performance artist boundary breaker feminist sex positive <clears throat> icon this song is the sex positive song it's just it's sexy it's campy it's, it's so, so silly campy. it got back into my head recently because i went to a gig of my mates it was a punk gig and they did a hardcore version of fuck the pain away Incredible. shout out luxury nan smell if any of those guys are listening that's the band's name we love you guys blew my mind the crowd went crazy like honestly because it was a pretty static crowd for the other like performers but when luxury nan smell covered fuck the pain away the moshing that moshed it was just incredible and you were talking about the sex education cover of it yeah i think because remember like the last season um when like the new principal comes in and is trying to de-sex by the school the choir man the guy from Holbrook histories makes yeah. the song fuck the pain away fuck and pain it's away. a genuinely beautiful version away. of the song um Shout out to Sex Education. And also, this song um, was never actually recorded in studio. There's no music video for it or anything. It was just it was just a live video of her singing it. That's the song that they use in the recording. And then that's the video they use for the music video. And if you listen really carefully, so you can like, hear the cat crowd like cheering in it. Imagine getting to be at that Peaches gig where she just comes up with Fuck the Pain, pain away. away. And, oh, imagine. It's just genius. It's so good. I, I have this toxic trait where if I get drunk I wake up and I've done like a video where what I go here's King an Cruel? impression of me here's an impression of King Crew if he sung X song and this time it was Fuck the Pain Away school cause it's the best and with that it's literally like don't get pregnant yeah cool. period it's just a good song have a boogie um, here is fuck the pain away by peaches we love you, love you guys
Sucking on my titties like you wanted me Calling me all the time like Blondie Check out my Chrissy behind It's fine all of the time Like sex on the beaches What else is in the teachers of peaches? Huh, what? Like you wanted me, calling me all the time. That Bondi, check out my Chrissy behind. It's fine all over the time. What else is in the teachers of peaches? Like sex on the beaches. Uh, what? Huh? Right? What? Fuck the pain away. 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 Fuck the pain away.